Life is an epic journey. Live it unleashed. Hey, fellow journeyers, Jeremy here. Welcome back to the Living Unleashed podcast. You know, life is an epic journey, and we want to live it unleashed. God offers us a passionate life, a life that is defined by hope, filled with joy, marked by peace, and walks in freedom. Hey, I'm so glad you're joining us again today for the Living Unleashed podcast. This is season three of our podcast, and this season is called Deeper. As we plunge deeper into the journey of discovering this life that God has for us as we follow Jesus. And yesterday we talked about an engaged life. We talked about that the idea of having a passionate life is a life of being engaged in life, um, engaged because of how we are loving God and loving others. And we're going to expound upon those two thoughts here over the next couple of days. Um, and, 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 really dig into that and what that means for us. So today we're going to talk about, you know, what does it mean to be passionate about God? Uh, You know, Jesus was asked, what was the greatest commandment? And in, uh, in his response, he tells us that it is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, he goes on in Luke's recounting of this to say, that if you do this, you will live. And that's what we're wanting to do here at Living Unleashed. We want to truly live. We don't want to just, you know, limp by in life. We don't want to just kind of go along, kind of get by, just, just, you know, just half doing it. We want to truly live this life that God offers us. And so we want to engage as Jesus tells us to. We want to engage our lives in the way that he tells us to. And it's really simple. I really find it amazing. He says, when asked, what is the greatest commandment? It's two things, love God and love others. I mean, that's how it boils down. We're going to dive a little deeper into that, but love God and love others. If you do those two things, you will live. So if you've ever wondered, man, how do I get more out of life? How, how, do, I, how do I really have that life that I have this deep, um, gnawing feeling I ought to have but I don't. Um, why is it I always feel like I'm just scraping by in life? Why do I always feel like I can never catch up? Why am I always so stressed and anxious? And I feel like there's some freedom out there that I'm not uh, feeling in my life. I want to live lightly and freely. I don't always want to be so burdened and weighed down by the pressures of life and and the stuff of life and, and, and the demands of life. And is that really the kind of life God wants for me? No, God wants you to live. He wants you to live. And he does that not by removing all those pressures but by being the very source of strength so you can engage that and do so lightly and freely. See, that's the beauty of it. You see, a, a Christianity that's preached that says God's just going to iron out all the wrinkles and you're never going to have a problem and you're never going to have an issue and you're never going to have any pressure. You're never going to have any challenges. Uh, that's just not what the scripture says. Yes, God blesses us, but God, one of the things that he blesses us with is the power of his Holy Spirit. The difference between the Christian and the non-Christian is I have an inner strength to engage and deal with life in a different way than others do because I have Jesus. I have the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what I want to do. I want to live. So what do I do to do that? 
love God and love others. Those are the two keys. You know, in another place, Jesus says, all the law and the prophets, everything in the law and the prophets hangs on these two commands. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So what does it mean to love God? I mean, first of all, he really nails it. He He's pulling this from Deuteronomy and, and a, a daily prayer uh, of the Jewish people called the Shema, um, that this is what we're to do. And, and he, he brings this into uh, his teachings. So Jesus, I mean, he really leaves no exception, right? Because he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. I can't think of any part of my being that is outside of those four categories. That pretty well nails my entire life. So I'm supposed to love God with my everything. That means everything I think, everything I think, everything I think needs to reflect a love for God. That means everything I do, all of my strength, everything I do needs to reflect a love for God. All my soul, all that I am, all that is in me and going on inside of me needs to reflect the heart of God and my love for God. And then my heart, everything I love, everything I'm passionate about, you know, flows out of my passion for God. And so, man, I just want to be passionate about God. So so how do you do that? I mean, we, we want practical steps, right? I mean, it's one thing for me to tell you, love God and love God all the time. But how do you really put that into practice? Well, the first thing you do, what do you do with, with something or someone you love? Okay? You spend time with them. And why do I say something or someone? Well, because in our culture, we've so watered down the concept of love that we talk about, you know, loving a movie or loving pizza or, you know, loving my hobby, uh, whatever. And, and the reality is, I mean, we express that because, you know, if I love a food, I'm, I eat it frequently. If I love my hobby, I'm giving it a lot of time. If I love a movie, I've probably rewatched it over and over and over again. Okay, I've spent time with it. If I love a person, I want to be with them. That's the thing. And that's why I use the word passionate instead of love, because we've so watered down the word love in our culture. Uh, and passion gets at that deeper root, I think, uh, of what we're meaning when we talk about this love, to be passionate about God. I'm going to want to spend time with him. Okay, so first thing is you cannot love the Lord your God with all that you are if you don't arrange in your life to spend some time with him. You just have to do that. This is not having a quiet time or a devotional time because it's what a good Christian does, and I better do it because if I want to be a good Christian. I want God to accept me and like me. I better have a quiet time. No. Taking the time to spend with God, to read his word, to pray, to just sit in his presence, is a reflection of your love for God, not, not fulfillment of a legalistic requirement. It's your reflection of love for God. You've got to want to spend that time. You've got to nurture that desire to spend time in his presence. Okay? You've got to nurture that desire to spend time in his presence. And so you have to take time to be with him to nurture that love for God, because the more you're with him, the more you'll want to be with him. 
the more you'll desire. It may start as a discipline. It may start as something that you very intentionally set aside time to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take the time to do it. And then you'll decide, you'll find that you you can't do without it, that you can't live without it. You have to do it. You want more of it. You want more time with him because you're enjoying it. And then what happens is, is your love for God will flow out of that time. Because as you spend time listening to him, as you've spent time getting to know him, as you've spent time hearing from him in his word and talking to him in prayer, you'll find that you'll be that those words will start coming back to you in the everyday moments of life where it's guiding they're guiding you and instructing you in how to live to help you love God throughout the day in the way you choose to live and what you choose to do that you're thinking about him you have to nurture that that you're thinking about him all the time yearning for him and when you reflect on his word and you reflect of how much he loves you and and what he's done for you and how he sent Jesus and you look at the life of Christ and all that he did for you and all that the the uh, the great heroes of scripture sacrificed so that they could proclaim the message of of God to the world you begin to see this deep seated passion that God has and you be ha, has for you and so you begin to reflect this passion back to him if you want to ex- experience this living unleashed life it starts with nurturing a deep love for God now see that should be freeing cuz what that means is I'm not telling you that you have to go out and fulfill a bunch of legalistic requirements. All I'm saying is spend time with God, love on him. Just love on God. And in return, you'll be allowing God to love back on you. And you'll find that you just got to have that time with him. You can't handle not having that time with him because you want to be close to the one you love and you want to hear from him. Oh, man, that's an awesome place to be in life. And then, as Jesus says, do this and you will live because you'll be passionately loving the living God who's going to be passionately loving you back. And man, are you ever going to live in ways you never dreamt possible? Isn't that awesome? Oh, I hope you love that. I hope you'll spend some time today and this week just loving on God. Just love on him, man. Just love on him. Be passionate about him and see what begins to happen and see how it begins to change the tone and attitude of your life as you live. Oh, man, I pray as you do that that you will keep on living Unleashed all week, and we will see you tomorrow. Have a great day.